You know when you search for something on Netflix, what you get is only a fraction of what they really have? The streaming service actually has more than 18,000 titles globally, but only about 6,000 of those are available in the good old US of A. That means you're missing out on literally thousands of great shows. Unless, of course, you use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that lets you change your online location, protecting your devices from unwanted snooping and allowing you to control where streaming services and other websites think you're located. There are over 100 different locations to choose from, which means you have access to thousands of new shows and movies no matter where you live. This doesn't just work with Netflix, it works with Disney+, Hulu, Max, a UK streamer called BBC iPlayer, and more. I was on a work trip in the UK during the final season of Game of Thrones, and I tried logging into my HBO account to watch a new episode, but the technology wouldn't let me because of geoblocking. And I wish I had this app at that moment, because I now realize how incredibly easy it is to work around that problem. Here's a more recent example. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is not streaming on Netflix in the US, but I just fired up the episode where Dennis tries to have a peaceful mental health day and technology keeps interrupting his plans. All I had to do was open ExpressVPN, connect to a UK server, refresh Netflix, and the show just popped up. It's super easy. I've also heard good things about that show called Billions, but I've never been a Showtime subscriber, so I've never seen it. But it's actually available right now on Netflix in South Korea, and with ExpressVPN, it took five seconds to switch over and start checking it out. With ExpressVPN, you get high-quality streaming from devices like your phone, laptop, tablet, and TV. And crucially, it protects your privacy and security to keep your information safe from hackers. Stop missing out on great TV and get thousands of new shows with ExpressVPN. We got them to give you all three extra months free when you use our special link, expressvpn.com slash slash film. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slash film to get three extra months completely free. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Thursday, June 16th, 2022. On today's episode of the show, I'm just going to talk about the latest film and TV news. My name is Ben Pearson. I'm an editor at SlashFilm.com. And yes, it is just me on today's show. It's going to be a a short episode today. But yeah, there were a few news items that I wanted to talk about today. So the first one, unfortunately, is some sad news. Tim Sale, the legendary comic book artist known for his work in the Batman and Spider-Man franchises, has died at age 66. The cause of death is still unknown, but um, man, Tim Sale, like, (laughs) I I can't say enough great things about his work. Um, For people who maybe aren't like super into comics, I feel like Sale is one of those guys that um, has worked on projects that even people who aren't super into comic books may have dipped in and checked out some of his work. Um, I think most iconically is his work on Batman The Long Halloween, which um, served as the inspiration for uh, not only the the Chris Nolan Batman movies, but also Matt Reeves, uh, most recent, the Batman film. And uh, he also did Dark Victory, which is like a, a an excellent sort of follow-up sequel kind of thing to uh, Batman The Long Halloween. He also worked on um, Spider-Man Blue and Superman for All Seasons, and Catwoman, When in Rome, and Hulk Gray, and uh, Daredevil Yellow. I mean, like so many um, really beloved comic book runs and series and properties uh, over the years. Um, he won an Eisner Award, which is like the the Oscar, the equivalent of the Oscars in the in the comic book community. Um, 
and yeah, it's just really sad to see him, uh, to see him go. But, um, his, his work will definitely, I mean, has already, um, impacted so many people and, uh, in, in like really profound and, and fantastic ways and, uh, will continue to do so. So, um, rest in peace to Tim Sale. Okay, let's get into some news that's not quite as sad. Marvel Studios is developing a new series for Disney Plus called Wonder Man, based on the Wonder Man character. Uh, if you are like me, you've never heard of Wonder Man before, but Wonder Man uh, was a character that uh, debuted in 1964 in the pages of Marvel Comics. He was a founding member of the West Coast Avengers, and uh, he wore a turtleneck and a red jacket and sunglasses, and he became a celebrity thanks to his day job as an actor and a stuntman. That's how uh, The Hollywood Reporter describes him. They broke the news about this Wonder Man TV series today. Um, so yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, kind of a, an odd uh, character to sort of pluck out of um, obscurity and, and bring to the forefront, but hey, that's uh, nothing that Marvel Studios hasn't done before, see Guardians of the Galaxy and several other projects that they've, that they've worked on in the, in the recent years. But um, in the comics, uh, Wonder Man evidently has close ties with both Vision and the Scarlet Witch, which is interesting. I wonder if there's going to be some sort of connection there. Um, and then also fans may remember the name Wonder Man because Nathan Fillion, who is a, a longtime um, you know, friend and, and sort of a collaborator with James Gunn, was actually going to be playing that character in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 way back in 2017 and, you know, did the costumes and actually was on set and things were shot and then he ended up getting cut out of the movie because it was just like sort of a small, like in the background type of role. So uh, it is theoretically possible that Nathan Fillion might... um, quote unquote reprise that role like actually come back and and get his own show here um it's also equally pl- possible at this point that that marvel just goes in an entirely different direction and, and cast somebody else so uh we don't know much about that we do know that uh shang chi and the legend of the ten rings director destin daniel cretton is going to be executive producing this series and also possibly directing multiple episodes maybe an episode who knows uh andrew guest who is a uh, a writer who has worked on shows like community and brooklyn 99 is going to be uh, writing this series so that's exciting stuff um i think filming is supposed to begin sometime in 2023 but the west coast avengers thing depending on you know what uh, part of the comic book timeline they're you know what version of this character they're really sort of going to tap into here uh west coast avengers thing is interesting because there seems to have been a little bit of groundwork laid in the mcu thus far for something like that an organization like that so we'll see if that actually uh, comes to fruition or if this is just going to be um you know another show where uh yeah, I'm I'm actually curious to see like what the interconnectivity is here because you know as we saw with something like Moon Knight recently, there wasn't really many, if any, real connections to the larger MCU there. So I wonder if if uh, this is going to be like that or if it's going to be more tied in, um, especially with uh, the the characters history with Scarlet Witch in the comics. So uh, yeah, that is a Wonder Man show that's in the works right now. Um, okay, so from Wonder Man to One Punch Man, uh, Justin Lin is attached to direct a live action adaptation of One Punch Man for Sony. And One Punch Man, for those of you who don't know, is based on a very, very popular manga series. Um, and this live action movie is being written by Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinkner, who I believe worked on shows like uh, Fringe and Lost back in the day. And they have worked on the 
uh, at least one Venom movie. I think they wrote uh, Jumanji, The Next Level as well. And Justin Lin is also going to be working with those two, uh, Rosenberg and Pinkner, to rewrite the script to more closely um, you know, change the story to sort of fit the vision that Justin Lin wants to have here. And Justin Lin, of course, the director of several of the Fast and Furious movies. I'm, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, he also directed uh, Better Luck Tomorrow, which HJ and I talked about on a recent episode of this podcast. So um, yeah, the idea that that uh, Lin is, is taking on this character is really interesting, especially since he stepped away from Fast 10, the uh, 10th Fast and Furious movie that is currently in production. Um, so the the circumstances around that left a lot of people wondering what he's going to be doing next. And uh, it seems like this project is sort of filling a, an empty slot for him. I'm not sure exactly when this is going to uh, get, you know, go before cameras. But um, yeah, an interesting combination pairing of, uh, of director and project. So uh, for those who don't know, One Punch Man is... It's basically about this um, effectively a superhero. It's a, it's a it's a superhero parody of sorts where it's about a an aspiring superhero who is so strong that he can basically destroy any enemy with one punch. And uh, that may sound awesome on paper, but he realizes very quickly that he leads a really boring life because he's never actually challenged by anything. So a lot of the story is more of like a, a slice of life sort of comedy. And then there are just bursts of out of control action in there as well. So um, it, it seems like uh, it almost seems like an Edgar Wright project, to be honest with you, based on the the um, that description and that sort of milieu that it's playing in a little bit. But Justin Lin, I think, is a really good fit for something like this, too, because uh, he just he knows the, the big action stuff, obviously, very, very well. And uh, I'm curious to see like what kind of it, it seems like a project that he could come at and sort of like make a, a little bit of a commentary on. Um, the culture, uh, the, the superhero dominant culture that is uh, th- that he's working in right now, even though he hasn't technically made superhero movies before, he's definitely made Fast and Furious movies that sort of feel like superhero films. So, uh, yes. OK, last up, there is a one final news story that I wanted to mention, and that is uh, Joker 2. Lady Gaga is in talks to play Harley Quinn in Todd Phillips' Joker 2, which is going to be a musical sequel. So uh, this news sort of like broke everyone <laughs> as soon as it, it came out. Um, you guys have probably heard this by by this point, because I think this news came out like a couple nights ago. But uh, man, it, it, so the, first of all, the, the movie, which I don't know if we talked about on the podcast before, but the working title for Joker 2 is Joker Folie à deux, which is like a, um, like a syndrome where... People share delusions, which sounds very much up the alley of characters like Joker and Harley Quinn and uh, Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. I mean, I I actually really, really liked Birds of Prey. I know that movie has sort of a mixed reputation. It did not perform super well at the box office, but um, Harley Quinn, uh, as played by Margot Robbie, I think is a a rousing success. Um, Not even to mention the the excellent uh, animated series, the Harley Quinn animated show. But now bringing Lady Gaga into the world of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is um, it's kind of inspired. I mean, to bring Margot Robbie into that world would just raise too many questions about the canon and, you know, what kind of what kind of universe are we occupying here? Because the 2019 Joker movie sort of like 
lives and operates in an entirely separate world to the rest of the the so-called DC extended universe. So uh, I guess it makes sense to recast somebody. I wouldn't put it past Margot Robbie to be able to uh, sing a little bit. Obviously, Lady Gaga has her beat in that department. Um, and yeah, this will be a case of uh, Lady Gaga sort of reteaming with Todd Phillips a little bit because Phillips produced A Star is Born, which uh, she uh, earned an Oscar nomination for. So um and, and actually won for uh, for best song for Shallow. So, uh, man, yeah, I, I think she could be like a pretty fantastic Harley Quinn. It's just the idea of her with Joaquin Phoenix. Like he doesn't necessarily strike me as the type of Joker that would be able to bounce well off of a Harley Quinn in that world. I mean, Arthur Fleck, as we saw him in that first movie, is so uh, misanthropic and just sort of like um isolated and that was like so much of the the almost like living in misery vibe of that first movie um the idea that this entire film is going to be a musical i mean maybe there's just a giant giant change in tone here which um is interesting and i'm curious if if uh todd phillips is going to be aping any other martin scorsese movie since um you know, the king of comedy, I think, was like the the one that and sort of Taxi Driver as well were like the, the big touch points uh, stylistically for that first film. And people have already been speculating, like, are, is he going to, you know, rip off uh, Scorsese's New York, New York, because this is a musical? Uh, what's going to happen here? What's the, the vibe of this movie? I don't really know, but this is definitely a big swing and, um, you know, can't help but uh, but admire something like that, even though I did not particularly care for the first uh, Joker movie. But um but, you know, uh, Phoenix won an Oscar for that performance. And uh, I, I like Lady Gaga in the right role. And um, here we are, guys. It's a weird world out there right now. So, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much all we have to talk about today. So you can find more about these stories linked in the show notes. Uh, of course, go to Slashfilm.com for all sorts of different stuff. Uh, more about these prop. Uh, properties and projects as well. Slash Film Daily is published every weekday, bringing you the most exciting news from the world of movies and TV, as well as deeper dives into the great features you can find on the site. You can subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps, and send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, and mailbag topics to us at peter at slashfilm.com. Make sure to leave your name and general geographic location in case we mention your email on the air. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.